Amen. So let's let's pray over this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we we just know that your word never returns void. It always has an impact. It always does something. So help us to receive it lest it judge us. Lest it judge us. Father, help us to receive this word. Not just hear it intellectually, but to receive it in our spirit. And not only that, but to make a decision to act on whatever is shared with us this morning. And we'll be careful to praise you and thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and all the house says, amen, amen. You know, we probably say this every Christmas, that every year it gets worse and worse, the commercialization of Christmas, how materialistic it has become, how, how people, you know, celebrate Christmas with absolutely no intention of even recognizing Jesus Christ. It's just, it's just a holiday. It's just a time to get drunk and party. And, uh, and, and it's all about giving other people gifts. You know, what if you had a birthday and everyone came to the birthday and everyone gave each other gifts, gifts and gave you nothing? And it was your birthday. Well, that's pretty much sums up Christmas. Because we're supposed to be giving gifts to him. Not so much just each other. As we give gifts to each other, that... that that resent that means that symbolizes and is thankful for the gift God gave us and that's why we do it he's the reason for the season but this year it's even more challenging i i know in our case we're we're just staying home you know it's just 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 me and gloria we, we didn't even put up a tree we we did put up a little thing a little what's that called a little thing you put on your coffee table a little runner thing. And I said, there's your tree. <laughs> I did buy her some flowers. I bought some flowers, some Christmas flowers. I put that on there too. There's your tree. So if we get any gifts, we'll just put it on the coffee table, and we're happy. <laughs> it's a weird Christmas, right? How many families are not going to be able to get together? How many Christmas traditions are not going to happen this year? It's, it's a strange Christmas. But as I began to think about that, I thought, well, so was the first one. And it was celebrated really in a way. I mean, what happened that day doesn't happen anywhere else probably. It was a strange Christmas. It was a strange way to save the world if you really think about it. Is, is that the way you would have done it? I don't think so. I think if we would have done it, it would have been very different. So it, it begs the question, why, why did God do it? How many believe God could have done it any way he wanted to? So that means there's something intentional about that and that God meant to do it that way. Wow. He, he didn't mean to have him born in a kingly home. He was born in the home to the parents that he was born to for a reason. So let me, let me ask some questions, and let's just kind of look at this for a few moments. First of all, why Joseph? Why? I mean, is there anything special about him? Let's, let's, now we're going to read a lot of this. A lot of this is a Christmas story. It's good to read it anyway. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 begins to, begins to talk about brother Joseph. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother uh, Mary was betrothed, 
betrothed to Joseph before they came together. Right? You know what that means. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Yikes. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was mine to put her away secretly. Now, that's the King James Version. In the Greek, what that really is saying is he was going to take care of this quietly. He wasn't going to get rid of her. He was going to cover her. Makes a big difference, right? In other words, he was going to make sure this make sure she was not embarrassed. And 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 by the way, back then it's not just embarrassment; she could have been stoned. So it's a serious thing, and Joseph took care of it. Joseph's the kind of guy who takes care of things. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in dreams, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Okay, Gabriel, all right. And she will bring forth a son, and you'll call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Wow. Can you imagine What's going on in his mind? So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, I'd have woke up too, (laughs) did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. What a beautiful story. And did not know her, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Jesus. A couple of things I think about this. First of all, it seems like God has a habit of this. He chooses unlikely people. He doesn't always choose the most obvious. He certainly doesn't choose the one we want, we would choose. He doesn't always choose the bravest or the smartest or the most handsome, or, the, or, or uh, the, the tallest, or the strongest, uh, uh, um, the one with the most connections. No, the, no he, he chooses people that probably everyone else overlooks. Something else you've got to consider is what gifts you have, he will anoint. And what Joseph had, whatever he had, he anointed that, and he became the man for to be the father of Jesus. Can you imagine being dad to God? Here's something else to consider. He anoints and he calls and anoints people whose calling it is to be a help, to be a support person. In our church, we, we recognize the ministry of helps as a legitimate calling that God anoints. It's not just something somebody needs to take care of so the pastor doesn't have to do it. No. You know, you know, back in Genesis, the first man ever to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Bezalel, was a guy, was just a simple guy who worked with his hands. The law first mentioned, right? The first person filled with the Holy Ghost was a guy who just made things with his hands. He wasn't a prophet, wasn't a priest, wasn't a king. 
He was a craftsman. God will anoint whoever he needs to anoint to get the job done that needs to be done. Listen, God even uses us when we don't understand. God uses us even when we feel overwhelmed. God called a Joseph, and I, I, just, I just can't hardly get in his head. And, you know, he's kind of the forgotten guy even now. Now, I, you know, I was raised Catholic, so it was all about Mary. I mean, Mary's it, right? We didn't talk about Joseph too much. I think there was a statue to him in our church. Nobody ever prayed there. Poor Joseph. And, and, and he says that's really the only reference to him is this scripture. We, we assume that he uh, died uh, early in life, uh, early in Jesus' life. When Jesus starts his ministry at 31 or, or 33, he's, he's not, uh, I'm sorry, 30. <laughs> he's not there anymore. So we, we don't know what happened to Joseph, but it just begs the question, why Joseph. And I might as well just say, why me? And we need to, and you need to say it too, because you may be all that now, but you weren't all that then. I'm glad none of you knew me when I got started. He just chose him. And made him to be the man that he needed to be. And the father that he needed to be. And the husband that he needed to be. I don't know that there was anything special about Joseph, but God chose him. My word to you today is be encouraged. He has chosen you too. And don't let anyone tell you any differently. And you need to feel special about that. And it's okay to feel special about that because no one else would have picked you, but God picked you. Feel good about that. And you may feel underwhelmed or overwhelmed. You may feel uh, like you don't understand. You don't know what to do. But he chose you, so my word to you is it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Why Mary? Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Hopefully i got enough time to read these scriptures. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to, by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Right? This is... Mary's experience to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph uh, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one. Really? Understand, she's probably, definitely, probably, definitely not older than 16. She's just as 14. This, 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 this will blow your mind when you think about it. Highly favored one? Name one thing Mary's done so far in life. Listen, we're favored, but we're not favored because of what we've done. We're favored because he picked us out and decided to favor us. If you have any favor in your life, you really ought to be thankful to God, amen, because you didn't earn it and you didn't deserve it. You're not favored because you're all that. You're favored simply because he chose you. Even Jesus, the day he was baptized, his father speaks, this is my beloved son in whom I've well pleased. Well, at that point, he hadn't done a thing. At that point, all he did was make really good cabinets 
How many believe Jesus made good cabinets? But the Father says, I am well pleased. Ah, Mary, 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 Mary. He said, yeah, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Wow. But when she saw him, she was troubled, I guess, and, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, bring forth a son, call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called the son of the highest. Wow. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Does anyone think Mary's overwhelmed at this point? He will reign over the house of Jacob and of his kingdom. There will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, uh, we got a situation. I don't, I've never known a man. Biblical, no. Biblical, uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called. In other words, the Holy Ghost is going to impregnate you with Jesus. Isn't that a crazy way to save the world? Can you imagine what's going through? I almost, I almost put another point in here. Why Jesus? I mean, he's, or why, why does Jesus have to be born like that? I mean, he's God. He has to go into the womb. At, at, point, at what point does he realize he's God? Oh, there's so many questions there. Growing up, you know, questions that we, we, we may never knew. No. But listen, here's some points. God uses young people. God is looking for people willing to carry his word. That's really all it is. Are you willing to carry the word of God? How about this? Why Bethlehem? Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those decrees, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Okay? And the census, they had to be counted. And in order to be counted, you had to go back to your home city. In other words, just a lot of government red tape. Christmas came about in spite of a government regulation. Is anybody feeling the pain? In spite of a gift, actually God used a gun. How many know Joseph didn't say Yes, <laughs> we get to we get to get the old SUV up and running. Take a quick little drive over to Grandma's house. How many know it wasn't like that? It was a ninety mile. She's nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey. Come on, ladies. If I can't get an amen, amen, at least a groan. Jesus. Nine months on a donkey for 90 miles. Probably, probably only made 10 miles a day. I mean, if you want to ride a donkey pregnant, nine months, 10 miles, nine days in a row. There's no inns. There's no... Motel 6, no one's keeping a light on for you. 
There's no restaurants. There's not even a Denny's. Not even a McDonald's, because McDonald's was a few years later. Good grief. And, and so you pack your meal, and basically you can't bring a lot because all you got is the donkey. So what do you do? You bring hard bread, and you bring water. So bread and water, basically a jail sentence for nine days. They went along the Jordan banks and then west across the mountains to Jerusalem and then just a few more miles to Bethlehem. In spite of all that, there's bandits and everyone's moving around. So this is, this is the top season for bandits. It's their, it's their, uh, <laughs> it's their what's that called, Black Friday for them. There's lions. There's bears wild boars. You got all this, living on bread and water, nine days, walking with your staff. And that's no one to help you. That's a real staff. Nine days. Why Bethlehem? Well, we know why on the government side. That's where, that's where the lineage. How many know why Bethlehem? That's where David lived. And they're of the line of David. Now, they're not top of the line. <laughs> they're not top of the line. But they're in the line. After a few centuries, you can, you can really fall away from the line. There's nothing important about Mary and Joseph. But they go there because that's where it is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged today that even though, you know, all these government regulations and some people say they're, you know, gone too far or overstepped, I don't know, you believe what you want to believe, but whatever, we're, we're being just overwhelmed and, 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 and inconvenienced at the very least by all these new government regulations, what you could do, what you can't do. Uh, while I'm preaching, I keep looking at the back door, make sure there's not a policeman coming in. I mean, I don't want... Watching everything, and, and you're, you, you know, but in the midst of all that, God is still working. In the midst of all that, God used that to fulfill centuries old uh, uh, prophecies that Jesus would be born, the Savior would be born in Bethlehem when they live in Nazareth. So maybe we ought to thank God for government regulations. It almost choked me coming out. <laughs> but God can use anything. I've preached that. Why Bethlehem? Hmm. And then why a stable? And I, I won't read the scripture. You know, you know he was born in a, in a stable. Probably sort of a dugout area that was used for donkeys and sheep, basically. The animals that people move around with. It tells me something about where Mary and Joseph, because everyone that was an ancestor of David is in the city, and those who have social status are, have a nice place to stay. But like I said, Mary and Joseph are down the social ladder. They're at the bottom of this ladder, so they get the last place everyone goes to. And there may have been others there or others near, and maybe she had help birthing and all that stuff. We, we don't know, but... 
what, what struck me was what a nasty place to birth a child. None of, none of us were birthed in any kind of situation like that. Talk about germs, viruses, and every picture of Mary and Joseph. Not one of them was wearing a mask. <laughs> there should have been masks on the donkeys. They didn't even have Lysol. No hand sanitizer. Listen, this is, a, this is not where you want to birth a child. Think of the disease that's in there. Think, think of everything that could go wrong. Think about how drafty it was. Think about how, how cold that was. Think about you have no control about who's coming and who's going and, what, and, and, and the animals, and, and you have no control over the situation, and, and there's all kinds of disease. And by the way, even, some, even, even, a, even a little something like the flu, there, there's, no vi- there's no vaccine for this. There, there's no medicine. If you get sick, a lot of people die. Died. There's, there's no remedy for this. It, it, was, it would be centuries later they discovered how to bleed you. <laughs> that, you don't know your history, do you? They, if you were sick, they would take your blood because that balanced the crazy. But even in that disease-infested environment, Jesus is born. And the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. And he said, even in this disease, even in this pandemic, I'm birthing things. I'm beginning new things. I'm birthing something. We're not even seeing it yet. We're not even realizing what's, but something's coming out of this. Something's being birthed out of this. Amen. And nobody nobody really knew about Jesus. Nobody really, uh, you know, the shepherds had to be told. And the wise men came Maybe even a few years later. We don't know when they came. Listen, it was not a big deal. Almost no one knew. It's just another baby, and it's a baby born in a stable. Nobody paid attention to it, and and the Holy Ghost is telling me nobody is paying attention really, but I'm birthing and have already birthed some things, and they're coming to pass, and they're going to grow to maturity, and God's doing a work through all this. Stand on it. Believe it. I'm talking about in your home. I'm talking about in your family. I'm talking about in you. God is doing something new. Hallelujah. And it's all over the world. It might be the beginning of the end. Oh, come on. Praise him in this house. It might be the beginning of the end. It might be the harvest. It might be your loved ones are finally coming in. Signs, wonders, miracles. God's going to show this world who's really in charge. Ah, Praise God. Amen. 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 And it's not going to be done by vote. (laughs) But no one's going to elect Jesus. When he comes back riding on that white horse, oh, glory to God, and the rest of us that went up in the rapture, we're going to come back with him. You better learn how to ride a horse, honey, because you're coming back on one. 
We're coming back, amen. And he's going to put his foot on Mount Zion and split that. And he's going to bring the kingdom of heaven is going to come down. New Jerusalem coming down. And we'll, we'll rule and reign with, reign with him a thousand years. And then eternity starts. I'm telling you, this whole thing's about to wrap up, church. And you need to be ready. When are we going, Pastor? Are we pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib? I don't care. First bus, I'm on it. When the bus pulls up, anybody want to go to heaven? Anybody don't want to go? Here's the mic. Preach to an empty house. Hallelujah. Actually, it'll be the next pastor after the rapture. We'll preach to a full house. Of course, then they start taking off their heads and attendance will decline. God is birthing something powerful. Wise shepherds, let me close. You know the story. Wise shepherds. You know, they might, they, they probably are actually watching the sheep that were used for the temple sacrifice. Because Bethlehem is just, I think, seven miles from Jerusalem, and that's where the sacred sheep were raised that they used for the worship, you know, in the temple in Jerusalem. Isn't that something? Bethlehem is where David came from. There's still family land there. They might have been watching those sheep on family land, on David's property. Wow. Praise God for that. They... It might have been the very field that Ruth was working in, where Ruth was brought into David's family. Come on, church. Listen, we're all working in a field where we're being brought into covenant and brought into the I think that's why he chose that particular group of shepherds. To just teach a lesson that you've been, for centuries, you've been killing lambs, but now there's just one lamb left. And once Jesus is crucified, no more lambs need to be sacrificed of God. Wow. Listen, Christmas is more than just gift giving. It's about salvation. In fact, it's even more than that. It's about being birthed into a new family. You get a different DNA. You receive or revive your spiritual DNA. This is what the Bible means by you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. A new creation. That's what Christmas is about. Don't get lost in it. Don't get all upset. Don't get depressed. Don't do what Pastor did. Put up a tree. Bah humbug. Don't be like that. Because Christmas is about new beginnings. It's about second chances. Uh, I tell you, we've heard so many stories already from so many people that um, her sister died. Can't go see people. Sister lives in West Virginia. There's no way she can go to the funeral. 
But she was so upbeat. She said, Pastor, I, 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 haven't, I haven't left this house for almost a year. I have not left the house. Not just COVID. She's just, it's just hard to get around, and she falls easily, and it's just, it's just easier to just stay home. She said, but Pastor, what, what really keeps me going is I know I have a church that loves me, that's got my back, that checks on me and prays for me. She said, thank you so much for that box and the gifts. And, and uh, Janet and Regina, they, they took it over there and they, they prayed for the family. And I'm on the other end of the phone, and I'm like, I'm losing it. And she's like, you're still there? And we're <laughs> I couldn't talk. Makes, it just makes it worth it, doesn't it, when you, when you can touch somebody's life, when you can make a difference. Jesus made a difference in our lives. It's time we make a difference in somebody's life. Amen. And, and I know you are, and I know you're doing it, but I guess what I'm saying is don't, don't, don't get all bummed out about this and don't, don't, don't succumb to the fear. Be careful, but don't be fearful. How many know there's a big difference? Be careful. Don't be stupid. Be careful, but don't be fearful. That's a lack of faith. And, and, and realize this. Even in a virus, even in a pandemic, God's using it. God's blessing. God's moving He's taking care of us. Praise God for that, amen. amen. But the whole point is this. At the bottom of it, God's in charge. At the bottom of it, we're going to see great things. At the bottom of it, I believe, even if we have two services, I'd like to see both of them filled. God is up to something. There's a move. If 12 families join the church, well, not join, but come into the church, we, we can't even have classes for them to join. But 12 families come in during a pandemic, it's going to be great when it's over. God is up to something. Your loved ones are good. Your loved ones, are, they're looking for something. They're, they're wondering where Jesus is, and they're looking for him. Amen. It's time to preach the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's time to witness signs, wonders, miracles. It's coming, folks. It's coming, and it's going to change everything. Ah, that's not wishful thinking. That's speaking prophetically in the name of Jesus. Somebody, something's moving. God's on the move. Give him a praise, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to pray. Listen, if there's anybody here, boy, what a time to get saved if you're not saved. What a time to give your life back to Jesus if, if you've fallen away, if you just need to get some things straight now, 
today, this morning, right now is the time to do it.